0: What's up, player? What's up, player? How are you? What's, what's up, player? Um, man, you know I'm just a little afraid TJ, I got to be honest with you.
1: You're afraid, or you are afraid
0: Frayed like a pair of jeans you bought on Depop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean we've we've been having some conference calls today. You've been on calls all day.
0: What about, you know, people, people think it's easy. People think I'm out here just exercising and playing tennis and looking good, but I'm actually out here getting that paper, you know what I'm saying? Stacking goo
1: Right. And, and we don't know. I mean, thank God you are sober because otherwise, how would you have the time, ability, mental, and physical stamina to not only get this goo wop, um, but also to maintain such a great tan physical fitness and uh, body and diet regimen?
0: It's something I don't like to even think about Jason to be honest with you um, but you know it it, it is a, a possibility and and
1: well, you don't um, like to think about that why not
0: well because I don't like to think about the future baby and how great it is how bright it looks you you don't want to jinx it I don't want to jinx it I do want to talk about um mm-hmm. last night
1: okay um, last you know, night
0: the, Jason yesterday we we,
1: we played some tennis right? We played tennis, and then tennis UV. is a is a sport that you and I have been into lately a little bit, and we're starting to check it out. So we we'll, we might talk more about it on the show as <laughs> yeah. time progresses. Just a just a warning heads up to our listeners.
0: Yeah, if, if you if you don't like that, tune out, please. But so so we finished our match, and then you know you you created you basically did a better version of the of the Suen, one of my favorite New York restaurants, a mainstay, a classic, mm-hmm. uh, a, a macro plate. Um's macro plate, got, yeah. Yes, but I gotta say, I think TJ's version was better.
1: Um, that comes as no surprise because it's <laughs> not really that hard to make it better. I guess I mean the, the beauty of the macro plate, for our listeners who don't know, a macro plate is usually found in like a Japanese leaning or a macrobiotic restaurant, which is a diet that is very much um vegan. With small elements of whole grains and usually seafood protein only if you are going to eat meat, but mostly mostly a vegetarian or vegan, very healthy way to live. I think that's the, the most healthy way that any human can live is like basically be vegan but also eat some, some fish or seafood. But it's just a, a bowl of steamed rice and steamed veggies with like a t- tahini miso
0: sauce um but you added you added let's let's not you know but that's i'm saying you, that's
1: what a normal macro bowl is yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, the yeah. barrier for for uh success is is set pretty low i mean you it really is kind of like a peasant's meal it's it's a bowl of vegan slop but it does have it does have like a an you know <laughs> that's what
0: my insides look like
1: <laughs> much much like um you know eating a uh a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something like that like it's, it's very very simple in design but something is really satisfying about that when you when you eat something like that just and I, let's uh,
0: let's walk through the elements of the bowl that you created the plate that you first created. First of all, I, we come out of the gate with sushi rice. Um, oh you already know what the fuck going on. You guys are ready for that sushi Sushi rice. rice
1: bro it's sushi rice. My, uh, my life partner decided to add a few <laughs> wisps of saffron. Saffron for color and flavor. For color and flavor. And I said, careful. Saffron, a little goes a long way. You can always add more stamen, but you can never take it the way. And she had a light hand on the saffron, thank God. And uh, it was a nice little welcome, just a kiss. Blink and you'll miss the saffron. And And then I noticed that Sue, I've never eaten at Sue and I've never been inside there. So I just had to go off of Google image search. Um for that. I made uh steam some chunks of carrots.
0: That's my favorite part of the macro plate at Suan, to be honest with you. And but a nice thick, mushy carrot dipped in that miso tahini. I mean a chub induced. I think
1: I think that's kind of, you know, the interesting part about that stuff is is it really you know, just thinking like eating a bowl of steamed vegetables does not seem like it would take much thought at all. And it really doesn't, but you know there are, there are more than one there's more than one way to steam a carrot and you can have one you know there's an art to it, you know just like cooking in, a, in, a, in an omelette or a steak or whatever like properly steaming a vegetable each vegetable to to the right doneness level you know that that can take your your macro bowl from good to great gary gary and, v uh, style
0: good to great yeah yeah Jesus christ uh <laughs> so we there's had also some, some dinosaur
1: kale. kale steamed up in there we also have uh and then i I took some tofu extra firm which i drained in my tofu press which
0: was a much like my calves extra firm continue uh
1: yeah i uh, i wish my calf was was as firm as yours but i do have a little bit of flop in there still
0: it's okay. You have time. You're only you're only like forty five, so you got you got some years to work on that.
1: I'm not forty five, and my calves are probably better than yours. You know, we hate to, we oh. hate to
0: see it. We hate oh. to say it,
1: but oh, thanks God. to my just because they're longer two, doesn't mean they're
0: better. Look, I, you know the what I amount mean?
1: of hours I've spent on two wheels, Kate Kate Bush style, chugging up that <laughs> fucking hill with single speed. The calves are a movie. The thighs are
0: a movie, and the quads are not a movie. The quads are looking like twigs. Anyway, um, the all right. So we had we had some dinosaur kale,
1: and then we started uh, going Japanese. And that, that, w- when you do that, then you've got the suan bowl, which is basically just carrots, kale, and then I also uh, steamed some Japanese sweet potato.
0: Yeah, and, you know, in, broccoli
1: and and some broccoli. And then and, the, and then I took, tell him hit him
0: hit him with the chickpea. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with the chickpea mix. My
1: friend, my friend Steve, um, he he put me onto this recipe a long time ago. Wait, you have
0: friends other than me? I do
1: have a lot of friends. I have
0: more friends. I guess I'm more of a co. I'm a, I'm a more of a coworker. I guess
1: you you are you are a coworker <laughs> slash non-binary life partner at this point. You're, oh, I see. you're a big okay, part good. of my journey and my struggle. Okay.
0: It's it's deeper and somehow less deep than a friendship. Okay, Cause, sorry. So Steve, put you on it's deeper
1: than rap. Steve, um, you know he he basically you take a can of garbanzo beans, just like the regular ass ones you'd find anywhere. You drain them, rinse them so they're dry, and then you give them a good dry so they're nice and dry. And then you get like get like the smallest pot that you have in your kitchen, fill it up with a, kind of a little bit more olive oil than you should, and then put the put the beans in. With a bunch of fresh rosemary and a little bit of salt and pepper. You can do a little chili flake if you're a heat seeker and then cook it down for like a half an hour until the beans soak up all the oil. It gets all nasty, kind of mushy. Um, some parts of it caramelize and get a little burnt. And then, uh, but it's just so good. Creates a lot of naturally occurring
0: umami. All right, sorry, you're boring me. Um what else was in it?
1: Um sorry, I'm just, you know, I'm drinking a lot of coffee and I'm really letting it spray. And then you're gone off the bean. and then I did um some tofu that was fried. I, I soaked I, I I did a dry rub of turmeric and, Tur- and turmeric. momofuku tingly salt, which is their version of uh Szechuan chili pepper old bay seasoning kind of thing.
0: And guys, let me tell you this shit was hitting hard. Like, I've been thinking about it all day. Ooh. Like, I might I, I might, I mean, I love a Detroit-style pizza. I loved our shrimp cocktail salmon seafood adventure night. Mm-hmm. But I think this, obviously, tailored for me. And then let's not forget about the bad boy dessert, which was a which Jason had, Jason crushed up some motherfucking peanuts, had me make homemade whipped cream, and then we had ice cream, guys. It's so bad.
1: Yeah, we made just a regular ice cream sundae, class, classic style.
0: Classic. So after all of that nice work we put in with an incredibly healthy meal sourced from the earth, we ruined it all with some Nancy Silverton ice cream and some whipped cream that I made with my own elbow grease. Um, you know, we squirted that Hershey's
1: chocolate all over, all up in that bitch oh too. Oh my
0: God. Now talking about lettuce spray. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? we lettuce let it spray with the Hershey's. Mm,
1: there's just something really, really naughty and useless, but also essential about getting a scoop of vanilla ice cream and then putting a scoop of whipped cream on top of that. It's just it's uh, just it, ridiculous. It it's like bro. putting a, a hamburger on top of a steak. It's just dumb, and it also once you take a bite, you're like, mm, yeah, I get it.
0: It abso- it absolutely. So
1: now it's making me it. want to put a hamburger on top of a steak. Well, we need to talk to is our that, guests. Is that
0: something? Is that something people have done? I don't
1: think anyone's ever done that. I'm finna invent it right now.
0: I'm Fit to. All right. Yeah, we do have a guest today. Let's um, talk.
1: Let's tell our gu- our listeners, who our guest is.
0: Author and writer uh, Kyle Chaka, um, who you might have seen his book on the internet, it was doing numbers. It's called The Longing for Less. Um, it's kind of his deep dive into into minimalism and what that means, you know, post Marie Kondo. Um, and he kind of it's it's part memoir. It's part like study of artists and people who who are credited with with kind of inventing that. Um, he also wrote that great New York New York article a couple weeks ago about uh, Gigi Hadid's atrocious, uh, <laughs> interior design style, uh, which, and also, let's not style. forget that. Um, but he contributes all over the place. Um, you know, you, you recognize him from, from many places if you're online. Uh, but we'll, we'll give big dog a call and we're going to hear all about how I have too much stuff and, um, how much everybody loves Donald Judd and Agnes Martin.
1: We're about to talk to the
0: goddamn Chris Black of minimalism. You already know what the fuck going on. All right, let's call him. All right, Jason, I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, He's got a new show opening at Hauser and Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location. Uh, If you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last five years of his life, which is uh, (laughs) kind of what I'm hoping for myself. (laughs) And just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s.
1: It's important to note when when
0: he did pass it, it is away. important to know but the sculptures are very interesting they're cool show closes april 13th no one thing david smith late sculptures at hauser and War, 22nd street gallery seven of the artists most important sculptures from the very final years.
1: These are very important sculptures from his final years. And as much as you want to touch them, they are look but do not. Mm-hmm. Don't make us
0: look bad uh, is kind of is kind of what we're saying. Don't go in there and start knocking stuff over. <laughs> uh, David Smith uh, is now open at Hauser and Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location. And it closes on April 13th. Got it.
1: Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1
0: million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts a lot of us. Uh, In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common. Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, Mm. Um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, (laughs) Internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Neutrophil's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, you know I like them thick, stronger hair. It's all connected, your body. It's all connected. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. com, spelled N-U-T-R-O r a f o l dot com promo code how long? that's neutrafold.com dot com promo code how long?
1: this episode of How Long gone is brought to you by booking dot com. that is
0: booking dot yeah booking dot com offers so many possibilities across the u s uh, from relaxing beach resorts, which you know i I love. I'm a big fan. Of. I love to bake in the sun to remote mountain cabins. We can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on Booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know I mean? It's always baseline. Oh, wow. It's baseline, Chris. Diva alert. It's baseline, Chris, but when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit. Oof, I can only imagine.
1: I I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post-V-Day trip up into wine country, Hmm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking. Yeah.
0: Kyle coming in crispy as hell, actually. Kyle sounding good.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking to a different guest, or maybe I was listening on a different podcast about how their prediction was in the future, every house will kind of have an area where you record your content, like a little, <laughs> like an old phone booth you would see in a restaurant yeah. or something like that. And it's just going to be where, you know, there's a ring light built into the wall and you have your desk and your video camera and your podcasting setup. And that's just where you do all of your media. And every- so you're saying
0: you're saying that you've been to Kyle's house, but you've never met him before.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I've been to his WeWork, and it was. I awesome. see.
0: Okay, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, uh, <laughs> I I don't know if that is. I don't know if that's the future any of us want. But how realistic do you think that is?
2: That seems very realistic to me.
0: Really? I mean, I, I need it right now. It, it
1: seems that's- very realistic because every time you have a call or or you know if you're a member of the, the New York media elite you have to appear on multiple podcasts every day <laughs> and then you know you That's have true. you have your life partner who is trying to make dinner in the other room you have a crying kid if you're upstate you know you're working on your Alison <laughs> Roman recipe and the pots and Exactly pans are clean. you need you need you need and also you need a place where you can be alone and you know speak candidly
0: uh, the confession I, booth yeah it's, it's yeah, a little know. bit I, of a I was, I, was, I, I was about to say Jason this sounds like a confessional <laughs> or a place you go to jerk off but there's just a ring light there it doesn't really good <laughs> it doesn't really like, but you can know. record yourself well add, you know,
2: since
1: we don't have our office to go to anymore where we escape from our family and children or whoever that we love but also need time away from you know these little moments of of solitude are our only real salvation
0: yeah, Kyle, I wanted to ask you about this because I have a whole theory that the office is going to come storming back with a vengeance <laughs> because people are going to want to get away from their life.
1: He is you know, talking about he, the television show, though. No,
0: I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about
1: – loves it, won't shut up.
0: I do love it, but I'm talking about the workplace in general. Do you, do you think that after all this um, involuntary time at home that, that the office is going to be essential again but just with a different design? the open yeah, floor plan totally dead so. You, I'm, like, I'm so thirsty for an office right now
2: <laughs> like I just want to <laughs> just want to have a swivel chair I guess I have a swivel chair but you know
1: you're dying like to have somebody pop popping so you can pick their brain
0: yeah exactly maybe maybe some a strong little chair near my cubicle maybe some strong air conditioning and and some cold brew on tap <laughs> I, th- yeah, I, think, I think
2: it'll be like decentralized. Everyone will have their own little like floor of a townhouse or something.
0: Damn, mm-hmm. that's what how long gone that's <laughs> the, how long gone office is going to look like. I guess. Yeah, we're going to get Jason. I forgot to tell you, we're buying a, a a five floor brownstone on the Upper East Side, and we're just going to each take a floor. Okay, I don't for, I don't
1: know and, what news you guys have been reading, but it doesn't seem like the economy is is going <laughs> in that direction uh, currently.
0: Well, maybe for some. I've been, on, <laughs> I've been on conference calls all morning. So you already know. You already know what that means. You already know what that what that
1: how means. How many how many townhouses can you buy from with all those conference calls, Chris?
0: Well, like not directly from the conference calls, Jason. Oh, but from okay, what, okay. what comes unfortunately I'm not at the level yet where I'm getting paid just to be on conference calls, but I could reach that point, I feel like before this pandemic. Yeah, it's up. called cameo. <laughs> it's called cameo, exactly. Uh, Kyle, are you in New York? Uh, no. So I live in D.C. I, I lived here for like a year and a half because uh, my girlfriend got a job down here. Wait, I didn't know that. So yeah, what, yeah. wow, really real go-go hours. I didn't know you liked Wale that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> real are you wearing, new ba- hours. <laughs> are you wearing New Balance right now, Kyle?
2: Unfortunately not, but I see a lot of them.
0: Yeah, it's a big. That's where the popularity of New Balance really stemmed is, is DC. <laughs> it's, it's a little known fact. Actually,
1: actually, I did not know that, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an NB stan.
0: Yeah, well, the, there you go. The DC fashion
2: is definitely a good topic of discussion because yeah, it's gone from like bullshit, street bullshit street formal wear
0: to just like ass leisure, like pure ass leisure. Because you mean like the the? Because my experience, I used to manage a band from DC, so I actually went there kind of a lot, and. Um, my experience it was everyone you would meet no matter where like I I'd be doing coke with someone in the bathroom, I'd find out they were an advisor to some senator. Like I feel like everybody everybody is somehow connected to politics. Is that is that a realistic thing? Yeah, line? yeah. I mean it's like
2: New York and media, right? Like everyone has a blog, but instead everyone has a congressional office. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
1: everyone, Damn, I know yeah everyone in LA is I guess a TikToker.
0: Yeah, exactly, right, they're going that's the, to their high house or whatever. That's the trifecta. So, are, are are you? Do you like it? Do you miss New York? Do you hate America? Like, where are you at with it? Your girlfriend won't listen to this podcast. I promise. So, you uh,
2: It's. I, I think. I think we are fine with that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I miss New York a lot. I don't, like, but before the pandemic, I was going there like twice a month. Probably, I felt like every other week I was going to New York, but now it's like. I have no good excuse. (laughs) Like I can't necessarily see my friends anyway. So So, it's definitely, it's given me the realization that like the government is just a high school, like Mm. in this downtown of a city. And it's just like, you know, school bullshit on a massive scale, killing thousands of people.
0: (laughs) Are uh, you? Yes. Yes.
1: So you've been taking edibles. I like this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, you're high right now for this podcast. Have you, um, does this, has your interest in politics increased or decreased by being surrounded by it on all sides? Mm,
2: I think aesthetically,
0: like, the aesthetics of politics is more interesting. Like,
2: I don't know where all the offices are and, like, the weird think tank buildings. Um, but, like, interest in, in actual politics, probably lower, if
0: anything, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, how could
2: it not?
3: Uh,
0: I mean... I mean, D.C. summers are real swampy too. It's not a you know, it's it's not a place I want to be in in August personally. No, definitely not. Uh, <sighs> so that's why I'm staying inside right now. What do you? Yeah, I don't. Do you think D.C. because if if I remember correctly, someone told me that D.C. the city planning was done obviously a very very long time ago. Maybe city planning is being generous, but like the city was laid out by a person who also did Paris or worked on Paris. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's yeah. Like, there's like a flow to that city that I don't think people realize exists because you only see like government buildings and like you don't see like the leafy highways that are like go through the middle of the city. They're actually kind of beautiful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like the architecture is actually amazing. Like the little bit that I'm in, like kind of the top of Adams Morgan, it kind of feels like European in some weird way.
0: Like yeah, If you go down yeah. certain
2: corners, you're just like, oh, there's a high wall with some beautiful townhouses and like incredibly
0: leafy everywhere. So, so that's, that's kind of nice. So there's townhouses there for us to buy too. Um,
2: exactly. Exactly. Good to know.
0: Good. I'm glad to, I'm glad <laughs> to the know. vibe. Are you finding it easier to work there with like no distractions? Or is it is it just like same shit for you? <laughs> I mean it's kind of got conflated with the pandemic. <laughs>
2: like yeah, I don't know, yeah. like my book came out in late January. I was doing book tour stuff until like the end of February. And then I came back in March and like got settled, and then I've been here ever
0: since. Basically, let's um, talk. Let's talk about the book, though, because I I think you know we've had we've had a lot of you know writer types on this podcast, um, and <laughs> not <you> writers, <laughs> just writer types. Yeah, writer types, and I I don't you know I, most of them you know don't have books, Kyle. So that puts you <laughs> mm-hmm. that puts you in an upper echelon of how long gone guests or, or graduates, as we like to say. So mm-hmm. I I think that you know. Everyone knows that writing a book is hard as a motherfucker, and I I wrote a fake book based on my tweets, and that was hard, so (laughs) I can only imagine what it's like to write a real book that was like, I mean, I think it was a study on something, it was timely, it was part memoir, it was a part, like, a character, you know, looking at these these characters and, and what they meant to the movement of minimalism, so, like, since, I, I since think you
1: didn't pay somebody to write it for you, was that harder? Yeah, is what Chris yeah, was
0: asking? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I did the whole thing myself. It's crazy. <laughs> well, Kyle, congrac- congratulations. And that's that's what I was getting at, I guess. But I mean <laughs> I mean more like I think it'd be nice to walk through people through the process of the idea, you know, what you have to do to get a book deal and an agent, and then, you know, just the, the whole thing, because I think people have bits and pieces, but I'm not sure they understand fully how it all works. Yeah, for sure. And where, I mean, where like, do you hide all a... the money as well? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your mattress uncomfortable because it's lumpy from all the cash you have? No, you, in
2: you it. know, it's in my mattress is like all the copies of my book. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, like I
2: I assume every author has like a stash of their own shit just lying sure. around, and I think mine is currently like on the bottom shelf of a bookcase in our living room. Mm, um so That's definitely in, ca- in case
1: a fan uh, walks by or something, and you need to give him a signed <laughs> yeah, exactly. copy. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly.
0: sign
2: one to every
0: guest that comes Wait, through. Is this uh, oh, I, that's cool. You're like Derek Jeter when a, he sleeps with a woman. He gives her a gift bag when she leaves. That's cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> I, like that a lot. I like that a lot. It's I like lot.
2: a it's like a business card. It's like a much better business card. Mm.
0: I I say that I say that all the time. I say that definitely thicker. Book, if you, if you don't have well, Jason, your cheap ass probably using you know some Vista print. I'm coming no, through no, with no,
1: it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I learned from watching American Psycho that card stock is very important in today's business world, and you really need, do need a great physical business card that you carry many copies around with
0: you. I love when you I love when you talk about films. You're so smart. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Let's get back to the book. Let's get back to Kyle's fucking book, okay? That he's still promoting in August. Right. That's why right. he's on this podcast. So let's talk about it. Can let's you believe it's it. already August? I no. can't believe it. I miss people. I miss friends. Remember the Tiger, Tiger King? <laughs> that was eight years ago. Um, okay, sorry. But yeah, but seriously, <laughs> Kyle, seriously. So so let's let's start through with the spark of the idea all yeah, the way yeah. through all the way through publishing and and book tour.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned agents, which is always like a funny conversation. But I, <laughs> I've like been working with my agent, Caroline Eisenman, for a long time, and just kind of like bullshitting and throwing back and forth ideas, like long before I ever had any good ideas. So sure. I appreciate her for that. Um, but I was like, I. New York Times magazine had this really good column called First Words and like each piece was about one word that like was particularly prominent in the discourse or like its meaning had somehow shifted mm-hmm. um, and i saw i just had this epiphany that like a lot of people were talking about minimalism this was like circa 20 late 2015 or something and so it was just like minimalism was kind of everywhere, whether you're talking about like a hotel room or a cafe interior or like um, an outfit or a skincare routine or whatever, like everything was minimalist. Mm-hmm. So I pitched this piece on like, oh, the, the meaning of minimalism has changed. Uh, it used to be like it, it was an art movement that happened in the 60s and now everyone's forgotten about it and just uses the word to mean whatever they want.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and in the midst of writing that piece, I just kept discovering like more facets of this question and like coming upon more characters or like artists and writers and philosophers. So I wanted to talk about more. So while I was writing it, I was just like, yeah, there's totally a a book's worth of stuff here. Um, And that was like, it was the first topic where I was really like this could carry a full book because like a lot of books are just like one Okay, idea that you expand into two hundred pages, mm-hmm. but I really yeah. felt like this this had the the material. I've
1: read there. Harry Potter. I get it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, you just
2: keep up making making up new magic spells, and that's how you write a book. Basically, you're like, what's the next chapter? That's great.
0: That's great advice for young writers. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so did you now? Did you do the the classic like three chapter? We're going to pitch it situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it took a while to like do the proposal because I think. I mean, to me, the proposal is the hardest part because you're kind yeah. of describing a book that you've made up. Like, you have to write mm-hmm. an introduction for something that doesn't exist and may yeah. never exist. So it's like, how do you summarize something that doesn't actually exist yet? Um, but yeah, so we went through the proposal process and I wrote out a bunch of different versions and worked with my agent kind of as a as an editor. Um and I ended up actually revising the proposal based on the feedback of of some publishers that were interested. Yeah, and then so that version is the one that ultimately sold to Bloomsbury. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's I don't know. It feels like such a collaboration. Like there's one name on the front, but your agent works a lot on the book. Like your editor works a ton on the book. Yeah. The publisher, you know,
0: does all of the packaging. And I had a really great cover designer. Yeah, the cover, the cover slaps. I thought the cover really uh, encapsulate. It, it, it like really feels like appropriate as far as like what you're about to get into.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of blown away when they sent that over. Like, I was like, "Oh, you want to go this far with it? That's awesome!" Because the cover. For those who can't see it in this podcast, uh, is like this abstract shape, <laughs> and it always it, it looks like the cool S that people drew in middle school. Mm. Yes, like it does. was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of the, the thing. I've never, I've never heard that.
0: Up. I've never heard that described as as the cool
2: as, S. But I
0: knew exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like an
2: abstract cool S, but made of geometric shapes. Uh, and we'd always talked about the book as like it should be like a beautiful object in itself, like a minimalist thing that you can contemplate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they really went for that. Like there's no text on the cover. There's a kind of half jacket that only covers the lower half of the book. Um, And so it becomes this like visual experience, hopefully. What's the price Uh, point? What's the price point on the book, Kyle? <laughs> I think it's I think it's normal hardcover price like twenty six bucks or something. Okay, no,
0: just making but, sure it was it was. I wanted to know the manufacturer's suggested retail price just because I think you know I, I hardcover just drives the price up. You know, and there's right. like no way there's no way to avoid it. Do you? Do you <laughs> no, it's like.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, they like the amount of resources they put into the design was really cool. Like, it's not an art book, but there are these like photographs that are printed between the chapters. And like, I feel like it feels like a visual experience. Like,
0: like and all that, books
2: should be streetwear drops or something.
0: Well, you're, you're going to get two guys who agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> I, so you're saying that the, that Bloomsbury dealt with the design and you just gave feedback. You didn't bring your own designer to the table and make them pay your designer. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Yeah. I mean, I, you
2: know, I love who they picked to work on yeah. it. Uh, and I'm like, really annoying about design stuff. <laughs> so, no, you don't say. That's so strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you,
1: do you feel guilty about only having your name on on the book and not all these other people that helped out?
2: I mean, they're in the acknowledgments. Like, the acknowledgments <laughs> yeah, is kind of yeah, where you give everyone credit.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> I don't know, but sure, no one's sure. name
2: is on the front of the book.
1: I know. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying that because you mentioned it earlier about all these people who... Put in all this work on it, but your name is the only one that's really. Yeah, on it.
0: I thought you were talking about the ghostwriter, but I understand what you. Mean <laughs> I was hoping
1: that. that you'd have a nasty case of imposter syndrome that we could expand upon.
0: <laughs> no, it's like I don't know. I feel like
2: now, if the reader doesn't like it, or if someone doesn't like it, it's like I'm responsible. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, it's it's all. Um, no one's ever like, on oh,
1: the editing on this book was fucking shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah only if you're like a total insider and you're like yeah. fuck, i saw this two years ago and it was so much better than
0: J- jason doesn't read the publisher's weekly reviews don't worry <laughs> he's not he's not uh he's not a uh, plugged in like that i
1: really. i only read footwear weekly which is a new <laughs> new publication for me
0: yeah it's something you're something you're starting um so all right so you finished the book do you feel like you've slogged did you feel good did it take longer than you thought shorter than you thought yeah, so
2: another thing that happens in book publishing is like everything is late. So I definitely mm-hmm. needed another like six months to finish the the manuscript of the book.
0: Um, did that did that cause you delays in getting paid? Well, so the payment
2: of a book, how it usually works is the advance is split up into three or four three payments. payments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you like get some on signing, then you get some when they get the first manuscript, then you get some when they accept it. Um so like, you know, authors are not making a ton of money unless your advance is super huge.
0: So, so you're telling me that you didn't get $750,000 like Gia Tolentino?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. She
0: got that much? That's what I, that's what the streets think, have been saying to me. Mamma mia. Yeah. 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 Tolentino. I mean, but that book sold a lot. So it no was book, a good bet. But, but yes, but no book is selling $750,000. <laughs> that's just reality. Unless, unless somebody's getting a TV is part of the TV money or it's getting optioned. Like, right. the only thing that's going to make $750,000 back is the hottest new fiction. Right. Uh, well, that, if, that
1: if, 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 if she sold, uh, the same price of, you know, twenty-six, whatever, that's about twenty eight, twenty-nine thousand copies sold. I think that's pretty pretty feasible for that book, right?
0: No, nah, you're right, actually. You're right. That's true. That's true. But or there is, are a lot of
2: other expenses with yeah, it. I mean there's definitely. the printing costs even and but then sometimes publishers buy the international rights from the agent. And yeah. so then the book publisher sells like possibly her publisher sold the rights to it in like every other country. Mm. I can't wait t- I, recoup.
0: I can't wait till I get my copy of Trick Mirror in Estonian that I pre-ordered. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait till that. I can't wait till that hits the fucking yeah, mailbox. Yeah, Soviet, <laughs> Ru-
1: Soviet Russia Mirror Trick you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's different. I um. So so it was late six months. That's okay. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fine. It was like everyone
2: was patient. We like. It was a really. Like iterative process, I guess. Like I didn't just hand my editor a full manuscript. I was like checking in
0: with all these chapters and stuff. Yeah, um, and you so did it some, felt like good. But you it did was, some traveling too, right? To to gain perspective and, and really com- complete the work.
2: <laughs> yeah, do my do my research. Like so, particularly Marfa and like Kyoto were big big spots.
0: So basically, you took your you took your advance and you blew it on Kyoto like your Phoebe Bridgers or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Must be <nice. laughs> this is
2: my song. This is my hit single. <laughs> this is your single?
0: Um
2: Is is I Kyoto uh...
1: the most minimal place in the world?
2: Um Some, I feel somewhere like Tokyo in might be. Tokyo? Because Kyoto is so traditional mm. that like you don't get the
0: cliche like super empty aesthetics as much. Mm-hmm. I you know, I've been to Marfa quite a few times actually in my life. Um humble brag. It's great. And it's... I, I like it and I think it's cool, but what, what was like, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't have like some emotional experience that I feel like people have in like Big Sur and in Marfa. There's like these places (laughs) that, that white people just get the biggest hard ons for. And I'm like, no, this shit is cool. Like I really fuck with Donald Judd. This shit is crazy out here. And the fact that he started this and just like made it work for him and like the space and the whole thing. But also it's like you're in Texas and there's like two restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, with very or whatever, it's like like nature. Like,
2: you're supposed to vibe with the nature, which is not something I do very often. <laughs> well, um, we, have,
0: we have that in common. I'd also not <laughs> vibe with nature at all. So maybe that's our problem. Yeah, like, Marfa
2: is not, like, the art is amazing, and it's a great art destination. It's incredible. No, it's incredible. I agree. But like, you're still, I don't know, like when I started walking around, I was like, this feels like Martha's Vineyard in the desert kind of, because it's yeah. kind of like some rich people sitting in the courtyard of their like desert house and doing whatever. I love like,
0: that one, that one, the Michelin star restaurant there is incredible though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's like a great wine bar now, <laughs> like it's super gentrified. Yeah. It's no, like I mean, a gentrified art town in the desert where there's you can also- buy like
0: a cowboy hat. I hope the gym is still there. There's a great independent gym on Main Street there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great place. That's a great place. But I, I, so did you, was this like the, because that to me with the Judd stuff is as far as you can go. Once you go to the apartment in New York and once you go to Marfa, that's kind of it, right? Or is there more that I'm not aware of or more that you had to uncover?
2: No, I mean, there's like, he did this hotel in Switzerland or he was like turning this hotel into a house or something. Um but those are like to me, Marfa and the Soho apartment or like the entire warehouse
0: building are definitely the peak. That's like Just, peak Donald Judd. The Soho apartment I didn't I didn't go in until like last year and it really blew me the fuck away. It's yeah, so it's yeah. so incredible. I can't believe I put it off for that long. Like I live down the street. Like I cannot believe I put it off for that long. And I was truly blown away, but it was also like it's really hard as a New Yorker to wrap your mind around people actually living like that in Soho. (laughs) Yeah, it's an earlier era.
2: Like no one, I think it's the largest single-family dwelling, and it's an
0: entire building. It's just it's so hard to wrap your mind around somebody getting that for three hundred grand and just living (laughs) there. You know, it's like it's disheartening. So, did you? So you take these trips? You finish the book. It's late, and then what do we do next? It comes out. You had a, <laughs> you had an excerpt. The excerpt was in the Guardian.
2: Yeah, I had a bunch of excerpts. Like, I there was one in the Guardian. There was one in Harper's. There was a, a few different ones. The Nation. So it's like you, this you kind of flexing. like parcel them out. Yeah. You, well, you want to hype your own book, right? It's like the more at venues that that it gets exposure in the better, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you do kind of feel like you're giving it away.
0: Did you, <laughs> like, did you, did you use an in-house publicity or did they hire someone or you have your own person? Um, they, they have all their publicity staff, Uh, so that was
2: definitely like, I made a bunch of lists <laughs>
0: <laughs> of, of where, the, where you wanted to be.
2: Well, of like who, who I thought might be good to, to try to talk to
0: or whatever. What was the so. thing what was the what was the your best experience or what was something that you like got that you may have not thought you were gonna get?
2: Probably Joe Rogan. I mean, <laughs> did you do Rogan? Did you do Rogan? <laughs> no, that would be amazing. Um well he did like he was he's a big proponent of sensory deprivation tanks, which was like another thing. Yeah. Same. Um Are you sensory half? Yeah, they're awesome. Oh, okay. I, Let's mean, go. I don't know if they're like functioning right now, but uh yeah, I mean
1: I don't know if, if the, I think the private sector of sensory deprivation is probably thriving more than, than the, the open to the public ones.
2: Yeah, the in-home.
1: Because you got a pee in there, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> if you're doing it right, you're letting it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so you didn't do Rogan, but yeah, what, what was something you were like, all right, I fucking made it? Like a New York Times review, obviously, but like, any, is there other stuff that that, that, that really like shook you? In a good yeah, way, yeah, I
2: mean, like and Tolentino reviewing it was a little mild damn, like, damn when my
0: two heroes collide <laughs> no i was
2: I was on my laptop one morning, like weeks after the book came out or whatever, and i I think I searched the title or I searched my name on Twitter, and then the top result was some New Yorker link, and I was like, oh what's what's going on here and then I opened the link and just like slammed my laptop
3: because
2: <laughs> like I couldn't handle it. it was like.
1: It was, like, it was like in a in a television show or a movie when the person gets their their letter back from college, whether or not they're going to
0: be admitted. <laughs> exactly. I can't do it, I can't I do can't it. I can't open it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, here's a, a dirty secret is I haven't read the full review. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How far did you make it? I don't know, two paragraphs. Did Gia
1: just rate was... you or what?
2: No, I mean... I've heard that it's that it's a good review, but the New Yorker mode of reviewing is to kind of like recap the book in the first section mm-hmm. and then start over the second section with like in this new book by author Kyle Chaka, blah 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 mm-hmm. um. So I didn't want to get to that point.
1: <laughs> so you were able to read them telling you what your own book was about. Exactly. And then that's where
2: exactly. It's I'm like, damn, this sounds so familiar.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a great review. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed this. They really understand me.
2: <laughs> that's, that is that is enough. seems like up. minimalism is a prominent topic in today's <laughs> discourse. Exactly. Wow. I'm glad
1: somebody wrote a book about it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel like you. I feel like you got. I feel like you were inescapable there for a little while. You know what I mean? As yeah, as I feel super goes. lucky.
2: Like especially timing wise, like the book launch went really well. I got
0: to do events which were super fun. So did and you? Kind did of you, had
2: a chance
0: before did, everything ground to a halt. So did you go to London and speak with Tyler Brulé directly about how much <laughs> you love the police, or was that a different? Is <laughs> that a different event that I was hoping
2: aware of? I'm hoping we can make that appointment up some other time i mean maybe
0: tyler's down right now but well uh, if, you're, if you're willing to go to switzerland i'm sure he's down. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm sure it's fine but i i feel like monocle is is i feel like you talk about monocle kind of often and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast sure. because the shit he said about the police is just so crazy to me and, and like he his out-of-touchness is usually endearing and like kind of funny because he's just like a rich white guy you know um mm. but i think he took it too far do you think he'll see any repercussions from this or does no one actually care
2: <laughs> i think the only repercussion you can is tyler brulee i think we I gotta like go we gotta get brulee
0: on the pod you really do. are you kidding he'd be like are you he wouldn't he wouldn't even answer my dm bro there's no way <laughs> i'll get <laughs> it i'll I mean. get it done i have a plug you don't if maybe if you send nudes i don't know what he's into but you know you could try that i'm
1: gonna brulee his fucking inbox
0: that, hey i just but i but i do think i do think he and he, he's i think he's not i'm not trying to cancel him i just think he is teflon when it comes to anything. right exactly but but that's because he set himself up to be like well i'm just above all of this shit i don't even know what you peons are talking about
2: <laughs> right and it's always like semi-ironic like you never quite know when he's putting it on
0: very epstein like very epstein like yes. exactly yeah very yeah. epstein like but I, I, don't, I, I do love Monocle historically. What do you think about this other magazine, Courier? I feel like this is kind of a new. Yeah, this
2: is like new Monocle, right? And
0: I, I, don't, I, I don't, I like it. I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's, it's good. Um, and it's definitely more approachable and probably more appealing to people like us, but it's less aspirational, which I think was always right. part of, part of the, I mean, that's what I like magazines for in general. You know what I mean? Even if it's yeah. a, if it's a the
2: – the... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I want it like... to be extreme.
2: Right. You want it to be like the the glimpse of some like intense reality that you think exists but actually maybe doesn't exist. Well I'm having um, a
0: real I'm because I'm in LA, which is a cultural wasteland, as you know, um <sighs> I am I'm finding it extremely you know, I'm really going through magazine withdrawal because they don't have anything here. Like you can't get anything. So <laughs> Wait, it's sorry have we don't heard have, heard have garden magazine? and gun, Chris. Garden and gun, first of all, subscribe to, so don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle, what? I'm sorry. What were you saying? The, have you have you seen this magazine,
2: Subsequence, or have we talked about it? No, Kyle. Bless me with the info. <laughs> Love the name. This is like um, Japanese magazine. I'm blanking on the the fashion brand that puts it out, but it's this magazine that costs sixty dollars. I mean, I'm sold. And it's That's like it. the cover is like made from persimmon dye. And it's like woven. (laughs) The binding is woven. I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is so. so
0: it's like capital or like visvim or something. Visvim. Yeah. Oh, it's visvim. Okay. 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 So
2: you know, it's like I can understand aspirational. I'm like so rarefied that it's like barely comprehensible. But Um, unfortunately,
0: yes. But unfortunately, see, that's that's not the like. To me, Fantastic Man—they've ruined the magazine now. Um, <laughs> but before, it was so good and so aspirational. Like I could not—I I thought it was the great. i, I loved it. Like I was—I really, really liked it. Um, and I just don't think anybody's doing anything that maybe. Maybe this is just—is this just not the time for aspiration? Well, I feel like subsequent the like mode of aspiration
2: is much more like flee to the woods and like learn how to do ceramics.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: So it's like it, a had, it more has a. Uh...
1: An, an what's it called? Snow peak kind of energy.
2: Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, also, totally I, I'm like. on the
1: Subsequent website, and their Subsequent sweatshirt crew neck <laughs> is four hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and their their t-shirt is one ninety five, and their dad hat is two hundred fifty five dollars.
2: Oh my god, I want it though. Like, that's fucking, fire. <laughs> their
1: canvas tote is two hundred and thirty, and it Wait looks like, we- oh my god. I wait till it. we launch.
0: <laughs> wait till we launch the full How Long Gone web store. We're going to really try to come with these prices. Jeez. You know, now that I, now that I know there's comps out there, I feel confident charging what I, we deserve. You know, um, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like monocle. Like you need to make people pay for the association with you.
0: But I think that's the thing. I think the monocle tote went the way of the outdoor voices tote, where it's like, oh, I can't be seen with that. That's clown shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially now. But it gets so big that it's like it's it's you know you can't control who your customer is. You know that's the right. issue with with all of this stuff. But so but, I mean, with I,
2: subsequent, it's like I barely know anyone who would like this. Like I know you would like it. <laughs> it's like it's like who's who's going to get that
0: tote bag? I have honestly no idea. I mean. I think the – I am i don't know. I don't know if the merch thing – I feel like it's here to stay in general. Obviously, those prices are crazy, but I think that that is still a way people like to identify themselves and Mm. and, and identify others. You know what I mean? And I I don't think – I thought it might go away, but I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's just part of the lexicon from here on out.
2: Yeah, well, then it's like, what is the point? Like, is the merch the point, or is the magazine, or the
0: website, or the podcast the point? Well, I can say for a hundred percent certain that merch is the point of this podcast.
2: <laughs> that is, that is, that's that, the right answer. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't. I care. think it's, it's it's possible to
1: have multiple points that are all as important as the last.
2: <laughs> but I,
1: I think points. I think you know merch has become a, a a great way for people to to patronize certain things that they want to help support in a way that's not just donation based. You know.
0: Yeah, what do you think about digital panhandling like Patreon?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean like I I have this writer collective called Study Hall and we ran it on Patreon for a long time. And basically like for as much grifting as you think people do on Patreon, like Patreon is the actual grift. Mm -hmm. It's just like a WordPress site with a paywall and you end up paying it like hundreds of dollars a month
0: or nothing. Mm-hmm, well, is it but now is there any is there any competition looming? Is there somebody that's going to make that there model better be. and sexier? I mean like Substack. Yeah, but that Substack that's is kind of the same thing. I've I'm Mailchimp Hive. I'm Mailchimp <laughs> only. Mailchimp Gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there <laughs> but,
1: I think I think eventually like Apple Pay will or Google Pay or something like that will set it up because cuz Patreon is used for so many more things than just You know, reading a text based document or a blog or something. You know, there's audio and video and all different things that need to be unlocked with this. And I think, I think in the next few years, somebody will will at least come up with the idea and then Apple and Google will steal it and or just buy it.
0: I told you about this, Jason, but I don't know if you've seen this, Kyle, but the a friend of mine had like a very popular Tumblr and like Instagram that was all kind of like tech, technical inspiration. It's called tech spec. And it was like kind of Mm. like, it was like arterics, like outdoor, but like super crazy. Like, you know, he had 50,000 images or something and he turned it into a Patreon and is charging $1 (laughs) and 11 cents per month and is fully making money with that system. And and I think it's it's so brilliant. I haven't seen people use it like that. So I, I think that, I like because those people, there's no other way for those people to make money.
2: Right. It's like a way to, to monetize the creative acts that like wouldn't otherwise be monetizable. Yeah. Like we're, curating we're, stuff or collecting It's hard to have a whatever.
1: Manscaped ad on your, um, exactly on your, on your mood board <laughs> Tumblr. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, it's
0: like we, like, there are other podcasts that will use Patreon. I, I would rather just wait, you know, we we make money from ads. And we might make less, but eventually it's going to be fine, and we've saved face and feel cooler.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a long play, but it's
0: like Patreon
2: is about community stuff too, right? Or like I think all these things show that community is valuable to people.
1: That's true. But and our like, community just connected. exists on my DMs. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> hey, <but> it's exclusive. <laughs> but is that? But is that Kyle? Is that faux community, or do you think that's real? Hmm. I mean, I think. For the for the
2: people who have bought into it, it's probably real. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, from, yeah. From, from the outside, it's, <laughs> for people who
1: have to pay for it, it is it is real, or at least it feels real.
2: Yeah, it's like paying for a subreddit, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a I'm sure, like that. the Chappo Trap House comment section is is lively, but I want no part of it, and I never want to see it.
0: It has to be yeah. quite lively. Quite lively is a very nice way of putting it. Do you use Reddit?
2: No, I don't. I mean it's like fascinating to me for enabling niche subcultures and stuff, but like Tumblr was doing that for me. And Tumblr was kind of more visionary or like one person could kind of show their vision.
1: Yeah, but you can't have titties on Tumblr anymore. So that's kind of the no, problem.
0: They destroyed it. It's really sad. What's the problem? You know, I mean unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking these big corporations come in, they take away our titties. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's fucking bullshit. Why uh, is no one talking about this? This is a, f- a free speech problem or something. This is yet another free speech problem. These people, they're making me wear a mask. They're not letting me look at titties. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's, it's actually, why do I even live here anymore, Jason? Why, why aren't we taking, we should take this podcast overseas? It doesn't seem that can- hard
1: to just start a new Tumblr. Just be like, we, we just took Tumblr, we took all the code and everything and just made a new Tumblr. But you can have dicks on it again, and it seems like that should solve all of our world's problems.
0: I kind but of do,
2: agree. So you know Arena? Yeah, it's great. I use Arena. It all yeah, the time. Like Arena is kind of that vibe, but I feel like it's more static, right? Like it's not so much about your feed of
0: stuff. It's all, it's also like graphic designerly in a yeah. way that like It's a little more
1: typography out. and a little less feet pics. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Right. It's, Whereas Tumblr some, is both typography yeah exactly
0: for someone like me who is equally as passionate about feet as i am typography i (laughs) i need a place to go where i feel seen you know what i mean i need a place to go um (laughs) but i'm not a big redditor either but then i have a few friends that will be like bro it's the source like anything you need is there and they're right i have to be honest every time i look it really is like that but i don't participate i don't participate like in a conversation
2: i just want to follow someone else's vision of something like I like Substacks and newsletters and stuff because you like actually get a sense of what one person is thinking about I like you, the,
3: mm-hmm. do you have a newsletter
2: yeah but I don't use it enough <laughs> I send out like one a month maybe
0: but is that because you're like I don't give a fuck about this because I'm making money writing and I don't want to do it for free mm, yeah I mean I feel like it's also because
2: it mainly exists for self promotion and I never like want to actually send out my stuff <laughs>
0: So I don't I don't yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the only way I self-promote is on social media. I feel like an a inbox is is extreme for that, but maybe that's how people actually will read stuff or pick up on stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, like Robin Sloan, the novelist, has a bunch of newsletters, and his always feel really awesome because it's basically just really well curated stuff that he's interested in. Mm-hmm. And not like not so much about what he's making or like publishing, but just what he's looking at and experiencing. Yeah, a lot and that of, to me is like the way to go.
0: A lot of these guys that I know, like a lot of these like early menswear guys I know that that have a following, like Michael Williams, who does a continuous lean. Mm-hmm. He's he's brought it back as a newsletter, and I feel like he's getting a lot of subscriptions. Um, so I, I it's interesting just to to take the. The blog is dead, but the newsletter lives, and in its, in it's in its place is what it feels like. And I don't know why. It's the same shit. Like I don't know it's why. It's the same shit. Well, you don't. don't you know. don't
1: have to. You don't have to open up your web browser and click through. You just wake up and it's sitting in your inbox. It's just
0: easier for you. I mean, but is it uh, – yes, of course, but we're all on the internet all fucking day anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like we're not on the internet. We have to log on to look at a website. Well, I mean, I just it, think it, it'll
1: tell you when there's a new update there. You, you don't have to go true. and click and be like, oh, they, it's the same shit. They haven't updated. It's it's just more efficient. It just makes more sense.
0: I mean, look, I use I, – I, I have a newsletter. I read tons of them. I participate in the medium. I just think it's interesting that people think it's revolutionary when it's literally a blog. Would, yeah, would you like, ever like consider monetizing? What'd you say? Would
1: you ever consider monetizing your newsletter or having a
0: paywall? We've had discussions about that. I mean, I think that the new consumer is the I, that's my favorite that I pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, besides airmail, of course. That 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 is <laughs> that oh, that the ultimate newsletter. Has that's airmail the, that hasn't been canceled yet? Bro, airmail's thriving. I pay my fifty dollars a year happily. Just because you
1: <laughs> subscribe does not necessarily mean that they're thriving, Chris.
2: I guarantee
0: you airmail is thriving.
2: Kyle? I feel like Airmail is thriving too. Unfortunately, mm. like don't, they don't. They unfortunately, you, <laughs> me. Okay, <laughs> we're Graydon Hive on this side. They put out a lot of stuff. Like it's really impressive what they do every week.
0: They do. I mean, despite
1: look, it's, being friends with Epstein. Yeah, he's done a lot. <laughs>
0: hey, relax, Jason. We don't. Graydon was never on the island. He was busy having a nice piece of fish at the Beatrice. Okay, um, <laughs> they got kids there too. Well, if you like mac and cheese and Waverly Inn, if you'd had the mac and cheese and Waverly Inn, Jason, maybe you'd understand. Right, right, but, right. You I'd be know, singing you know, a different, it's different tune. It's, it's different. At, at I mean, Graden just looks like he's
1: fucking with kids, though. I mean, you have to give me that. <laughs>
3: Just, just, I just stereo,
1: just to stereotype and or generalize his appearance. He looks. I am at, not
0: going to. Jason, I don't talk about your heroes. You don't hear me saying. <laughs> you don't hear me talking about boys' noise and, and Stevie Aoki this way. So, just would you down. consider
1: Graydon to be a hero of yours?
0: No, but I do think Graydon represents something, again, Kyle, and this is what we're talking about. He represents aspiration to me in a very mm. – sh- like I loved Vanny Fair and read it so much, and I think it, it, it just it felt aspirational, and he was the leader of that. You know? Aspiration Good or is bad?
1: canceled though now, Chris, so you're going to have that, to move on.
0: Well, I don't – I
2: know. <laughs> do, you, do you follow Thomas Chatterton Williams on Instagram? I don't. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, you know, so he was one of the authors of the Harper's letter about free speech and stuff. Never mind. Don't tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's very funny because, like, his intellectual persona is like, Okay, I'm like a warrior for free speech, and I'm gonna like say the truth no matter what. And then his Instagram is just like thirst picks on beaches in France where he lives. Mm, that's so it's just I, like pure I lifestyle. That. I love when people. And I'm like, really man, I just want to know about your lifestyle. I don't care about your like critical opinions. Like, what <laughs> beach should I go to? Yeah,
0: exactly. So is that beach like private or like <laughs> how does it work, dude? Like, like this villa is it your friends or did you rent it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean. <laughs> I just, what magazines do you read? What do you subscribe to, Kyle? That's the real question. Oh, man. (laughs) I should subscribe to more magazines, honestly. Chris, people can't Uh, afford to
1: subscribe to magazines in 2020.
0: Well, would you work, when your income is from magazines, it's a little disrespectful (laughs) not to. That's why I'm asking.
2: like The New Republic, I subscribe to and I love. uh, That's not a cheap one. That's not a cheap one. That's not a cheap one. No. No, uh, I mean, I feel like I buy Monocle. I don't subscribe to it. I'm also really sad because I feel like so much of my magazine experience was through bookstores and like just yeah. buying a bunch of stuff. And now it's like
0: I don't get to do that as much. I have incredible flashbacks, like going to the airport and spending you know fifty dollars on magazines before getting on a right. plane. You know, and and kind of like everything from Monocle and and the New Yorker to Us Weekly and Star, my other favorite titles. Um, <laughs> And it, it's oh, you just, know what it. Is. She runs the gamut. She runs the gamut.
2: You get a variety. Exactly. Like, so, what I really want to—I recently got a subscription to the London Review of Books, and that's been amazing. All right, it's let's like, not.
0: This is going to go over Jason's head, so talk slowly. <laughs> okay. No, so, no, London is, is a, a so, city, right? <laughs> yeah, <okay>, exactly. <laughs> okay, Start go from the on. The very beginning, Kyle. Start from the very beginning. The, the realization
2: that I had is that LRB is like a better magazine than most magazines. 'Cause like it's supposedly reviews of books, but it's really just essays about random shit mixed with like personal snapshots from all of these writers. Mm. So like the last issue had this essay or like diary from a like pseudonymous oil executive just about like flying around <laughs> the Middle East and like bribing airport security guards. And it was like the most fun essay I've read in so that, long. That sounds very sick. It's so wow. stylish. It's just like really like, yeah, it sounds cool. like a George it's the Clooney. Movie. Thing. Yeah. I'm I, like, so where what book is this reviewing? Like how did I find this in yeah, this yeah. otherwise like history of whales or whatever? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, how much how much
2: is this subscription running you? I think it's only like thirty bucks a year or
0: something. So oh that's uh, very that's very I well, find it very worthwhile. Well, I tell people all the time, magazines subscriptions are dirt cheap for most stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's very affordable for stuff that if you buy one or two, you should just subscribe.
2: Oh yeah, so I haven't canceled my Bon Appetit subscription yet, (laughs) and I was like flipping through the. Why wait? Why would you? Why
0: would you cancel Bon Appetit?
2: (laughs) Well, the reason that I would cancel it now is because the magazine is really bad, isn't it? Really bad. I, my like,
1: um my my, uh, my life partner has a, a subscription <laughs> as well because she, you know she got it for whatever seven dollars and right every issue that has come since their um their reckoning is just really it's just bad. There's nothing. There's nothing to it.
2: There's because no substance. It, it,
1: it's been neutered. It was already quite neutered before, and now it's it's a super new.
0: You guys are this Bon Appetit shit is so dorky to me. It's like get your recipe somewhere else. Who cares? Like just get a recipe from somebody or somewhere else.
1: Well, they used to sort of you know steer the ship in terms of food trends in the world, and it, you know it was a it was a That's big fair. deal. It was like a big yeah, resource, it, and if something made it in there, then it was worth noting perhaps. And you know there but, was
2: an aspirational vibe to it before. It was like oh, I really want to like rent a villa in France and like have a chef make a fancy. Lunch. And it it and was. Friends. It was
1: also kind of fun to fun to talk shit on it and hate if you were you know considered yourself to be a step above their their comprehension level of food or whatever it was, and now all of that is gone.
2: It's literally just like snarky captions written in internet voice, which I do not want to
0: see in a printed magazine. Mm-mm. You should be above the fray. I, I would agree, but I just the. The amount of talk about—I mean, I get it—but it's like such a small microcosm of the world, and I feel like I hear about it constantly.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. This is—it's the intellectual journal of our time. It's just about food but bullshit. These,
0: these nerds, like, first of all, who's watching YouTube videos? You fucking dorks! <laughs> like, I, like what?
1: Well, I—I I watched. <laughs> I watched a lot of. First of all, a lot of people watch YouTube videos, Chris.
0: I'm just kidding. I know. I, I, know, I know.
1: But I, I watched it, and some some of their shows I found to be interesting, and I, it was it was curious to see Bon Appetit in the video space, like grow organically out of nothing into something that was quickly taking over, and it was sort of changing the face of of food media completely, and that was kind of interesting and exciting to pay attention to, and now. You know that has been obviously destroyed because well, they only hire and give money to whiteies. But I guess so does everybody else. <laughs> they are just the first people to get caught doing it.
0: I just don't. I I just can't. But in like, the
1: yeah, in the grand scheme of the world and everything going on and food and cooking and life and culture, it it is merely a blip on the on the like, radar.
0: Like, I read Leandra, Leandra from Man Repeller's apology and then the kid from Bon Appetit who had like a 14 slide Instagram apology <laughs> back to back. And I was like, did I, did either of you say anything? I don't think anybody said anything in these, but you yeah. know,
2: great use of Substack. <laughs> yeah, you have a choice now. You can do your apology on newsletter or Instagram slides or whatever. Back in my
1: day, we did a screenshot of the Notes app. Whenever, whenever, <laughs> whenever I got yeah, now caught. it's
2: multimedia. Mm. It's 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 multimedia. God, that's you so bad. You have to design your apology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a great, I have an After Effects plugin for cancellation. Apologies if anyone wants to buy it <laughs> off of me. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a good idea for a, yeah, that, now that's something Patreon. Are, are you listening,
1: yes. The Onion? Cause here I come.
0: Um, I, <laughs> god <damn> it. <laughs> I, I just can't begin to care. I just really can't. Like, I I just think it's so unimportant. But I guess it's everybody thinks their industry is the most important one. So, and we also
1: need a distraction right now to to really be able to (laughs) Mm -hmm. say what we care about and and, you know our strong feelings against something because we can't speak them about you know actual problems in the world or real terrible things happening. We have to you know have a strong opinion about what's going on in the world. Of well, I I have a very strong uh,
0: quinoa. I have a very strong opinion about not wearing masks, so I don't see I I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean if you subscribe to his Super Spreaders journal, Chris can can lay <laughs> all of this out and more.
0: Uh, uh, yeah the only a, a Hitchhiker's for,
1: Guide to Super Spreading.
0: For only five dollars a month, you can hear me talk about <laughs> super spreading and not wearing masks. That's all that's all mm. it is. Five dollars it's cheap. It's so sure, cheap. Sure, I'm infecting this a is, lot
1: of people, but can I do de- can this I is be the problem. more?
2: Like all these platforms don't Edit their content or like don't moderate their content. So even Substack, like there are all these very creepy, you know, problematic newsletters that are mm. now making a shit ton of money for them.
0: Right? But is that is now is that some like free speech QAnon shit or is that like, yeah shit?
2: yeah? Mm-hmm. There's like conspiracy theories. There's like a lot of wellness stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like what do you want to be responsible for? Yeah, the same. I mean, for,
1: it's the same problem that like Facebook is facing with all that stuff. You know, is it their their yeah, their exactly. duty to censor who gets censored and why? And that's that's where it gets really tricky.
2: But now people are paying for it because this is what they want. So it's wow. like harder to say that oh, mm-hmm. f- the Facebook algorithm is making people believe conspiracy theories when they're literally paying five dollars a month. and dying QAnon to on updates, right? Literally. The, there, there should be like a mask. I'm sure there's some like mask, anti mask newsletter.
0: Yeah, it's called Chris Black's Newsletter. I'd say $5 a month. No, but I think that this is the thing with all this. Stuff. I mean, this is what Allison Roman is doing is, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's like, all right, I'm going to, I can't use the channels I was using before. So I'm going to have a newsletter that you pay for. and You're going to get the content you want from me. And I don't, I think that. That's the thing with all this stuff. If you have a true following and people really care what you have to say, they're going to pay for it and they're going to find you, whether it's anti-mask or it's recipes. Like that—that's yeah, yeah. that's the the power of the internet is you can galvanize your following and they will pay you directly. And mm-hmm. I think this this the pandemic also has like switched that into high gear because people. We're at a, you know we're losing income from these normal streams, and now they've just gone direct, and it's fucking working. Everybody sees it working. Yeah, you you make yeah. you,
1: you're 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 making less money, but you're splitting it with nobody. You're, you don't have to split it with Bon Appetit or or YouTube or whatever it is. It's just you know all yeah, it's straight like self
2: perpetuating. It probably grows faster. Like subscriptions accelerate; the more people you subscribe to, you, the more are going to subscribe to you, probably. Mm. And so, you're, it's just like enabling you to do more of the same work, except you're just building your own echo chamber. Like you don't have an editor, you don't have a copy editor, you don't have like someone telling you that maybe you shouldn't post this thing.
0: Yeah, we know that. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that, that's what Jason. That's the only reason I keep Jason around. Um, <laughs> but I think that I think that the. I mean, I do think that's interesting. I. I I though, and maybe you agree with me, I like the cosign, though of a, of, a, of a publishing entity. Yeah. Like, I want to be associated with the Strategist. I want to be associated with GQ. I don't want to just be Chris Black with a newsletter. It doesn't. It's not as sexy to me. But maybe I'm just old.
2: Totally. No, but it provides a context in which your yeah. work can be like understood. Like your Strategist column makes sense on the Strategist, and it like functions in this ecosystem. Whereas a newsletter just kind of floats in space.
0: Yeah, I just I, I like newsletters, but I feel like there's a lot there. I don't know. I, I, I like it, and I read them, and I appreciate them, and I actually really love doing one. Like we do the public announcement newsletter five days a week, and I really enjoy it. We've actually gotten business from it, and it's like really beneficial. Um, but it's like you know, then it's like how personal do we make it? And the intro, you, you, there's there. I don't know. You're right. There's just no gatekeepers, and like it's it's a very different animal. All, all it's the same thing as
1: podcasting.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> but like,
2: this is why I think I also don't like to send out my own newsletter because I like having editors, and I like an editor being like, "Why don't you write about this thing?" Or maybe you should cut this paragraph.
1: Well, the beauty of it now is you don't have to work with the editor that has been bestowed upon you. You can you can hire whatever your favorite <laughs> editor is. You can hire your oh, dream yeah. editor, or you can you know whatever you, you don't. Yeah, you Jason. Don't, these. Don't
0: Yeah, these people, that's why they're doing the newsletter, so they can choose their own editor and pay them out of pocket. Well, That's that's what's happening.
1: Once you get to a certain level, you know, you... You know, do you think Joe Rogan is is uploading his own episodes? <laughs> do you think no, he's editing Kyle, his own pods? He's not. He.
0: Ky- once you... Kyle, I'm sure. I'm sure you have a, a reader. You know what I mean? That, that goes over your stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. No you have what. you have an intro. Right, you like talk to people about it,
2: or like you talk to your peers and like get gut checks on stuff.
1: You yeah. You yeah. reach out to Kyle Hive subreddit. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Personal
1: subreddit. I give you that raw, uncut feedback.
2: I think it's like, very important. Freelance editors should be more of a thing though. Like I I agree with you.
0: I mean, I luckily, you know, I have people that are nice enough to do it for me. You know what I mean? Like, but I I that's not like a thing people talk about or think about, I feel like.
2: Right, yeah.
0: But it makes all their work is less visible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like your favorite editor is the person who makes the magazine happen, but you
0: don't know who they are
2: or what they're doing.
0: I don't, I try not to let any writing out of my inbox unless Rachel Tashton has looked at it. (laughs) Dead ass. Like that is, it is vitally important to me for the, like that level of eyeball to see what I'm doing and tell me if I'm a fucking idiot or not. Like, it's just really important. And I, I think people, it's like the way people used to think, like you know someone would go into a studio and make a song themselves and that was it like it didn't take eight writers in a songwriting camp and a producer and a drum programmer like you don't no one does yeah, anything yeah. alone it's not good to work alone i don't think it's i, I don't think it's i don't think it's going to create the best product
2: totally and like good editorial is also a community like you have a bunch of voices and you have a bunch of like inputs p- all putting something together and i think that like makes good stuff
0: no, you're right. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think every I think the more collaboration the better in in cases like that, usually.
1: Sometimes it's hard to ask for help, you guys.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's, Jason, you have no problem.
1: It's something we're all struggling with um, on a daily basis, okay?
0: I know, I know. Kyle, we need to talk about, you know, we need to talk about this important um this important Gigi Hadid Drake, <laughs> uh New Yorker. New yeah. That the Gigi Hadid apartment photos that she also released herself with, which is right, right. also shocking. Like it, uh, it shook me to my core. <laughs> That's a As good a Gigi... example of
1: somebody who needed some editing.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. As someone who has been Gigi Hive from day one, I've been forced to change my allegiances to Bella Hive now. After this, <laughs> after this revelation of her interior, Chris design was a choices. fan
1: since before she was eighteen. That's how far it goes back, Kyle. I don't think you understand,
0: but. What now just just what do you think about it all? I mean I I want you to summarize it for the people who aren't paying for the New Yorker login. <laughs>
2: yeah, get it from someone else and then log in. Um, exactly. Pirate it. Uh Yeah, I mean she so she put out this in- Instagram slideshow of her like dream New York apartment. And it was it was really shocking because it was like <laughs> it was both very normal and very fancy at the same time somehow. Mm. Like like, I mean, the the real shocker was like the kitchen cabinets. The front of the kitchen cabinets was like clear plexiglass filled with dried pasta that had been <laughs> tie-dyed different colors. So it just listen looked- to
0: that. Listen to that when you say <laughs> it out loud. Now is that, now I'm since you did deep research for this. Is that something? Is that like a trend somewhere in the world? <laughs> it's it's some artist in I think Seattle. Yeah, she hired makes, a, like, a quote a guy unquote that pasta does it. art,
1: and this was his. This was I'm his Michelangelo. Myself. So this is his P.S.D. Resistance.
0: I, I want to know how much we think that cost. That's the real question. You know oh, yeah, I mean? how, how much is Gigi? What's the check looking like to get dried pasta painted? Chris, are we talking carpet? about parts
1: and labor or just the ideation process?
0: I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess, much like turning in a book, it's a tiered payment system. You know I what th- I mean? <laughs> I think I think
1: the whole thing was done like from the idea to the execution, the install and everything let's call it 3500 bucks
0: no way no, no way. more no way more than that no when a famous person bangs your line you instantly add 50% <laughs>
1: look how much is, how much business is this this is literally his first customer that's ever gave him money for this
3: <laughs> it's something
1: that anyone can just do on Etsy in 5 minutes or figure out how to do from like a YouTube tutorial from a woman who lives in Nebraska <laughs> can teach you how to do this and some guys like i don't know I-
2: I, you I need, mean, you need the pedigree shit. You need like the one pasta artist.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> can't, the you can't. name. Yeah, I I agree. I only want the highest caliber. But
1: so I will. D- is- I will find him, DM him, and ask him for the invoice, a copy of the invoice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, K- Kyle? What do you think it means? What does it say about my my queen, Gigi? <laughs> I feel like
2: to me it was like normcore almost. It was like mm. it was just like. To me, it looks so, like a dorm room. like the the bathroom celebrities was... they're
0: just celebrities. They're just like us,
2: right. like the the fashion or like taste that they participate in is not necessarily their own personal taste that they want in their yeah. house. <laughs> I think that was the... and and
0: I, I i I hate to be subjected to it, to be honest. Like I want the fantasy to continue, and now the fantasy is dead, right.
2: yeah, it's like too intimate. Yeah, they say
1: don't meet your about, idols. Don't look at your idols' kitchen cabinets either. I guess.
0: <laughs> what What about now? Let's talk about Drake's OVO mansion on the Bridal Path in Toronto. The, the most, maybe the ugly, maybe maybe the ugliest house I've ever seen. I mean, like Gigi's is it, Gigi's <laughs> is at least like kind of homely in a way. Like Drake's right, feels like right. the worst hotel in Dubai times a hundred. <laughs> yeah, Gigi right, looks it,
1: like if if like the barefoot Contessa got really drunk and just <laughs> redid exactly, her whole shit.
0: Exactly. But exactly, do you do exactly.
1: you think Drake looks at his house and is like, God damn it, I fucked up. My house sucks. Like do you think no, or do you I'm think sure he really he loves thinks it. it rules? I'm
2: sure he loves it. I don't know. Because like it was so he was like, I want this to last for a hundred years. Like he wants this to be a monument to his taste. <laughs> and like it's built out of limestone. It's like a, like a pile,
0: as they call it in England or whatever. Like, in the in the words of Drake himself, you don't really want the views. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, in, in
1: America, we would call his house a pile as well, but I think it has a different meaning.
0: <laughs> but like what is What do you make of it? Is it just nouveau riche, like new money, bad taste, or is it deeper than rap? <laughs> I feel like, no, I
2: feel like it literally is like, like North American down.
0: Baroque. Like oh. the ceilings are
2: so high. You They're think like, it's what? I'm sorry. You think it's what? It's like North American Baroque. Like, wow. like it's so. Sounds like an l c d sound
1: system song. title. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 but yeah, that does, that does make a lot of sense. It's just so ornate. Like. Re- like that shit is so serious. Do you remember there was, Gigi, there Gigi's was house is not serious. There was no, there was it's, it's that funny. Netflix
1: documentary about the house, like the biggest house in in America that never got built. Did you see that? Right, uh, yeah, Drake's yeah. house is like if somebody like it took a Canadian to actually get the worst biggest house built. <laughs> and and that's what it is. I mean, how do you even live in that house? Do you think he just wakes right, up? And, how like, do you live in it? I'm going to like ha- make make some toast and and drink well, just, drink my Jay, grapefruit juice and start the Jason day?
0: see, this is this is why you're never going to be rich unless I make you rich is because you got a broke boy mentality. And <laughs> no, <laughs> Drake no 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 wakes, no. Drake wakes up and his staff does that shit for him, bro. He ain't doing shit.
1: Yeah, but it, it just <laughs> it's just not real. It's not it's not sustainable a way of life. I don't think I don't think that's he's going to really find happiness like, there.
2: You end up living in like, presuming you live in a castle, like you'd mm-hmm. end up living in one or two rooms. You're like, oh, I just yeah. go between like my bedroom and the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, a 15, you know where fifty
0: thousand square foot house, right? You know where the boy lives, guys? He lives in the fucking gym and in the fucking bedroom where he's putting in work. <laughs> That's where fucking Drake lives.
1: That's where he's fucking
0: Chris Jenner. <laughs> yeah, y'all, you don't really want the views. <laughs> Woo! Damn it! I see Chris Jenner, I beep twice and I wave um i Jesus i hope to one day visit the ovio mansion and i honestly think that could be that could maybe happen for me chris how and does it
2: feel
1: that your your strongest chance of visiting the ovio mansion is through me
0: it's not how does that you, make you feel it, it's not through you and but if i go what i'm trying to does say does it is make Jason, you upset what?
1: chris no, because... Say, bro- say I'm upset in the
0: Drake voice, for me. I'm, up, I'm upset! <laughs> Thank you. Um, but the, the, um, the, the thing is, is that it is, it is so tacky, but the, the question I'm having is, do you think that is aspirational for someone?
2: Oh yeah, totally. It's like aspiration- having your own mirrored lounge is like totally <laughs> aspirational. It's aspiration
1: I for like- millions of terrible people who have awful taste. <laughs>
0: But do you think they even have awful taste, or do you think they just like Drake, so they like what Drake does? Like, I wish, I wish it was more Drake. Like, I feel like it would be moodier
2: or something. It's just, it's so So grandiose. You
0: want want more Marvin's room? Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. (laughs) Same. Like, what would what would that vibe be like? Oh God, it'd it'd be. What's that in interior decorating? I don't know.
0: He would fill up his Berkey water filter with lean, and have, and it would be very cool. Actually, it sounds like it'd be very. It'd be an iPad cool.
1: that has Pornhub pulled up, a box of
0: tissues,
1: and, and a Mountain Valley f- gallon container of lean.
0: I don't think Drake. I don't think Drake jerks off. To be honest with you, I don't think Drake. I think needs Drake porn only jerks off. <laughs>
1: what do you mean you don't think Drake jerks off?
0: I think I think that when you're at his level, that's not part of your lexicon anymore.
1: <laughs> he just pays somebody to jerk him off. You don't think he off? has a
0: room for that? Come on. I don't.
1: Think <laughs> he has. He, yeah, Drake definitely has multiple jack off rooms.
2: <laughs> that's they a good just didn't point. just show it in Architectural Digest. <laughs> but, like, that's, you know it. You oh, what is this
0: correct. door? No, 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 no. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We mustn't think? go. <laughs> Do you think this is a Do you think this is a a black eye for Architectural Digest, or is it they had to do it because he's such a celebrity? They have no, no choice. I feel like this is what they like. Like it's like
2: trolley content almost. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, you want rich people houses? Like here is here is like the tackiest, most extreme level of that that you could possibly see.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I feel like like you're kind of trolling your readership a little bit.
1: Yeah, I it is agree, a fine actually. line though, because like when you would watch MTV Cribs, the best ones are like the worst houses, because then right, you can be like, yeah. "Oh my God, look at the way this famous person lives. If I had that much money, it would be really cool, not like this one." Uh, but Architectural Digest kind of they felt always above that, so I guess the the Architectural Digest of 2020 is going to <laughs> troll. And show terribly right, on right.
0: we've talked about architectural digest a lot in our group chat. I, I'm sure you're familiar with Jay Balvin's um, vacation home yeah yeah of course a minimalist dream which was which was honestly surprisingly cause low. I thought there was going to be so much more Yeah,
1: Yeah, what was the over-under on, on the cause sculptures? Is it two? <laughs> There's only two, and I was expecting
0: six and maybe a Coons. So you made,
1: you made the spread just barely.
0: <laughs> I made the spread. I made $100 off of David Show. It's great. It's I'm, I'm, I'm rich now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't – do you look at Architectural Digest often, or do you just look at the highlights?
2: <laughs> I just Me. look at the stories. In, yeah. <laughs> no, I I think Architectural Digest is great. Like I do too. It's an institution. Like I mean, between that and T Magazine and like World of Interiors is just but, like a parade of ridiculous interiors, which is awesome. I love I love all of that as well. But do That's you? Great... But
1: what about where where does your love of ridiculous interiors and your standing of minimalism? Where you know where do those things intersect?
2: I mean, minimalism can be like ridiculous and extreme too. Like the Kanye West house mm-hmm. is just like a total circus of minimalism. Um, you, you mean like the ugly, the like concrete shit? Yeah, the just like total vacuum, no, no anything interior. It's
1: yeah, where it's so minimal that it becomes just
0: insanely maximal. You know, Kyle's talking a lot of shit. Kyle, what you got in the crib? <laughs> like, <what's laughs> like, bro, like. What do you Mister Kanye? Shit sucks. Okay. Well, <laughs> so Kyle's crib got, looks bro. like
1: the motherfucking Muji store, baby. It's minimal AF. <laughs> I,
0: I wish. How much? Now, like, how much mid-century vintage furniture you got, bro? <laughs> how
2: many things have we bought in the past like two months? Like I think five or six pieces of furniture. Unfortunately, really. Yeah. So it's, there's an amazing vintage for NDC called Good and they just have like called what? Really sorry, you're, you're, mid-century stuff. You were cutting out. What was oh, it sorry? Good wood. Good wood. That's I <laughs> believe that's wood. the
1: name of a of a vintage car race in, in London, I believe.
0: Car- wow, Jason, carry thanks on. for that fact. Hey, <laughs> cool cool Jason. Continue. Yeah, all my Aston anyway. Martin
1: heads love that
0: reference. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they have they have very good vintage furniture. And so it's like you can See? get a nice wardrobe or something for like four hundred bucks instead of two thousand dollars.
0: Mm. So Kyle, so Kyle's back here cop it is what you're trying to say.
2: Yeah. Also, art. Like, I've been buying a lot of art
0: during. The Damn, pandemic, when the advance hits. Damn, it really. <laughs> he got that. He got. He didn't even have to do a book tour. Maybe they just gave him the money because the tour got canceled.
2: <laughs> no, it's like, I mean, a lot of artists are selling stuff through Instagram now. I think that's the life hack. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, that's true. I mean, galleries are having tons of problems. It's like hard to see art in any way, and so now artists are really
0: like selling directly We're going DTC more often, baby. I think.
2: Yeah. I, see art,
3: I,
0: see, <laughs> I see art everywhere because that's just kind of my outlook on life, but I know what you
1: mean. God damn it.
0: <laughs> but it's good like you should support visual artists. And
2: like I feel like not enough people buy art. Yeah, sometimes well, Chris
1: will see just like an empty parking lot and then be like fuck <laughs> and then that'll make the grid.
0: <laughs> Look. I agree with you and I think a lot of people bought prints to support charities but that yeah, is, there's, yeah. a, there's other art out there. And I had a great idea actually of starting a framing business, a low-cost framing business to frame all these charity prints people were buying.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's like a it's like an add-on like when like you would like how PayPal is built into coming- eBay. Like you want to buy the shit, just click this yes. button and then it automatically loads black <laughs> black frame and then you black know, frame. Would you like to use black they frame went, to frame frame your
0: print? Black frame went out of business, so this is my chance to buy the intellectual property. That's actually a good idea. So was well, that like a PR firm? Yeah, it was a big one actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they. But yeah, so they went out of business. Hopefully so. I'm they let swoop. the domain slip. They definitely did. Those motherfuckers are out to lunch. You know, <laughs> um, that's a damn. This has been a very productive podcast. I have to say, we're getting a lot done. <laughs> we're getting a lot done, um, Kyle. Wow, we wow we went oh we went we went an extra fifteen minutes with Big Dog. That's I didn't even look at, at
2: my questions.
0: <laughs> Damn, me neither. Kyle can, Kyle, how many podcasts have you done, bro?
2: <laughs> Too many with this book, honestly. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So you're a seasoned. <laughs> I mean, what's the biggest podcast is, you did? This is like since you no, since you're talking all bad. Yeah, what no. what NPR show did you do? Kyle? <laughs> what which episode of Reply All were you on? I didn't see. It. No,
2: the my so my biggest like shit show with the book was I was supposed to be on DC like local TV one morning, mm-hmm. and I just completely forgot. What? So like I I didn't show up to the studio. <laughs> it was terrible. You mean like you bad.
1: booked it? Like you didn't forget to reply to the email? You booked it, and you forgot to right. show up to the set. When you were yeah, scheduled exactly. to appear,
2: exactly, exactly, it was really bad, and I apologize to that channel. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a pro, but I think like, like talking about the book now is a lot more fun than because like, it's because it's not like it's not press tour. Well, thank you, right? It feels like you know you can have some breathing room and like actually think thoughts again. And you're gonna get the <laughs> how long
1: gone bump on on Amazon. Don't worry.
2: Yeah, I, I hope I'm, so. I mean, I'm, I want a hat.
0: I need the I need the swag. Well, we're coming. Actually, it's funny you mention a hat. We actually have one coming. Um, it's at the embroidery place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just send so, us
1: your your credit card, and we'll get one out to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can two hundred forty dollars. Since exactly. you've you <laughs> be buying all this art, we just created exactly
0: a uh, How long gone baseball hat is something some would consider art. Actually, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's 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 you know some being me and Jason only. Um but but thank you for joining us. Honestly, it was a pleasure. Tell people uh about the book, where they could find it, where they can find you on the internet, et cetera.
2: Oh yeah. So the book, the title, which I never said, is The Longing for Less, Living with Minimalism. And it was published by Bloomsbury in late January. Mm-hmm. And I think you can still find it at any bookstore that's open, hopefully. Uh and my Twitter is at Chaka K. And my Instagram, confusingly, is at kcheka. I feel like Instagram is more fun lately.
0: Mm.
1: All right. Well, I will smash that follow, Kyle.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. Everybody go cop the book. Everybody go read Kyle on all his prestigious outlets that he contributes to. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyle, I'm sorry. I'm praying for you in Washington, D.C. That's going to be hard. (laughs) Hopefully make it back to a major city soon. Um, Luckily, they have
1: Sweet Green there, though.
0: Thank God they got SG. <laughs> they got they got a lot of SG there. Um, it's all Thank bullshit. you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for all having right, me. All right, peace. Bye guys. Yeah.